R-I-B-S-D B to the R-V-S-D the R-V-S-D no, I'm actually the best singer out of you guys. Oh no. <laughs> Is this over? Let me just lock it up. Yeah, it's over, it's over. <laughs> Sorry. Could so you burn in my ears? No, he's zoned in, that's why. <laughs> Where's the bus? Ain't the bus gonna introduce the show today? Has she lost internet? Uh, All right, welcome to the Family uh, Affair podcast uh, with yeah. Medea Pudding and Travesty. Medea's gone. Medea, Medea, you're not there, are you? <laughs> no, she's um, lost connectivity. She's a classic Medea, but she's not there. She's not. Me gonna. Yeah, me gonna. Log out, log back in. Oh, here she is. Oh, nice. Who muted me? Oh, you, you got your own mute button? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, your reception's kind of weird. What's what's going on? Who's mine? Yeah, well, it sounds right. Are you on the um, microphone today? Did you? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no I'm speaking as I always do. All right, then do it next time then. I will do. One will do. Right. I was there introducing everyone and then I realised that no one was listening because I was on mute. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway, so um, what are today's topics? What are today's topics? Uh, where do we start? I think we should start with the um, the children one simply because we want to do the, the regular update of the corona thing. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Are you guys yeah, still on lockdown? Yes, we are. We are. No, we are. Well, we are. We're just gonna stay we alert, are. don't we? We are still on lockdown. We ain't got the face. You got the face masks. Well, Not work. Oh yeah, okay. No. Uh, I I don't use them anyway, so. Yeah, but don't you but have to? You, you have to. Do you have to use them to go in the shops, though, don't you? No, no, not yet. Not yet, but you will do. I can tell you already ahead, man. I can tell you exactly what's coming. Depends on the tests and stuff that they're running at the moment because at the moment what? the main focus is the schools and they're running tests on that and how to social distance in the schools. So yeah, that's what, yeah, possible. that's what leads to the topic, the first topic tonight, which is if children are forced back to school during this pandemic, should psychologists and counsellors be forced into schools also as social distances could be mentally damaging for the children? Do you think it could be mentally damaging to the children? It, yes, no. I do. I do. I, I do. Don't listen, think so. listen. How I do you explain? Let me explain what I'm. What I mean by that? How do you explain to a three and four year old that they can't play with Tom or Jane? They've got to stay two meters apart from that other child. No, How you can't you send these kids. That they've, they listen. What it's going to create in a young mind? You've got to go back to a little child and think how a child would be thinking, not how an adult will be thinking. How a child thinks, and they're thinking, well, why can't I play with my friend? What 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 have I done wrong? Have I been naughty? And then they mm. start. To have, other issues will come into play because they just won't get it. It doesn't sure. matter what the teachers are saying because they're going to be very um rigid in what how they're going to play this game. They're going to do what they're told the teachers are. So they're going to say to the kids, oh, you've got to stay two metres apart. Yes, they may 
they may um, explain a little about it, but it's not going to be enough for a child to understand and not leave without it leaving damages, long-term damages mentally. It doesn't matter how you look at it, it, it will, unless you're a loner or a child who probably has some sort of learning difficulties, you will have problems getting into this new regime of social distancing. Well, yeah. Medea, I, I, I agree to a certain extent, Medea, but yeah. I was walking in the park yesterday and I was watching how children were like, obviously running free and with their parents and still trying to maintain that safe distance. But you've got to understand that children of a certain age, if this is how the new way of life is going to become the norm, they will automatically do it anyway. But they're, they're, because they, that's all they'll know. That's all they know. Two meters. Because yeah, but, uh, I had sorry. my grandson the weekend, and I was playing the game with him, and I kept t saying to him, two meters, two meters," and he thought it was a joke, and he kept he was laughing hysterically. And every time I went, two meters, two meters," he tried to mimic me, go two minute eight, two minute eight, ten minute eight. Couldn't yeah. say obviously two meters, but he thought it was a game. But I had to sort of teach him the way. Veer again, do you know what mm. I mean? So I he still... understands two meters when we're out. Yeah. I don't expect you to go and because this woman wanted him to him to pet her dog. But I'm thinking, wait there, honey. Number one, it's a dog, and my grandson doesn't like dogs. He can admire from a distance. Plus, why we are in lockdown? Why do you think it's okay for people to come and pet your dog? I don't care how friendly you claim it to be. <laughs> I'm not going to allow my grandson into harm's way. Can't, can't animals get coronavirus too anyway? This is what I've heard. Cats and stuff as well. Tigers and lions. Let's not get into the fear <laughs> and, and speculating on things we have, we have no clue about. Yeah, Steve, it's propaganda. So where, where, where I'm going to disagree there with you, Travesty, is um, the children of, who are going back to school have already experienced school life. Yeah, how I agree, you, I agree. How do you suddenly turn it round and say you can no longer be with your best friend unless it's two metres? Game or not, it's going to have an impact on them. Mentally yeah. it will because they won't get it. The older well, children will get it, but the youngsters, I mean, I'm not talking about the preschool children. Yes, they can go into that. And I hope this does not become the norm where social distance is a forever thing. I can understand the distance to a degree, but not this social distancing thing. I don't think that should be a norm at all. And I, I just don't want it advocated that it's going to become a norm. But, well, yeah, if, go on. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, if it does continue over long term and we do get this second wave, which they're predicting, yeah. this could last for about a year. Boy, then it's going to become longer. the norm. Well, longer, that's longer. what I mean. And, and we'll just get used to it and we'll automatically do it. But so we're just, we're just brainwashed into doing it. It's you know what I mean. Something that is is more than is it six weeks becomes a habit. But travesties, travesties, behaviour, learnt behaviour. Yeah, travesties. That so you don't think that psychologists and counsellors should go into the schools ahead of time to to work with the teachers to prepare these children that it's going to be a long term thing. You think they should just be sent back to school and the teachers tell them one thing and that's it? Don't you think they should be prepared? I would have that, thought that would be a good idea. Yeah, I think that is a good idea. They should. But, but with obviously all the cuts to local services, I don't think that's going to obviously happen. Oh, because the children are people schools. They probably will in the rich people's yeah. schools, but they've probably yeah. already got psychiatrists and 
counsellors in place anyway in yes, the schools, yeah. but in the mainstream schools, no, because they're going to ex- have expected the parents to already have prepared their children for the mm-hmm. return back to school they don't, to understand. You know? They probably won't, but because they haven't saw their friends for a long time, and the k- kids learn a lot from their parents, and they do listen. You know what I mean? <laughs> they've seen if they know they. So I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, but they've been oh, These kids are today. The kids of today, the young kids, they you, you hear them because parents have said, "Oh, you can't see grandma or granddad because you'll kill them." So fear again is implanted in their mind, yeah. and if people can like manifest that fear when they go back to school, they'll be thinking, "Oh, I better not touch Jane because she could have the corona." You know what I mean? Two meters, two meters. And then, no, and then travesty, travesty. what happens in the other side of the uh, coin where the children would start to pick on other kids? It only takes is that one nasty child that will start saying, oh, I can't go by you because you have got diseases, you have corona. What happens when that starts to that happen? That will happen anyway. That, yeah, will, well, that will happen. That will happen. I can put money so, on that. This is why I do believe they should have counsellors and psychologists put in place for, even if it's for short term, like a few months, just to get everything in place so they are prepared and they will understand a lot better. Because I can guarantee you, mommy and daddy will not be telling them that this is long term. They won't explain it in depth because half of them don't have a clue what they're doing anyway. So we need expertise put in place. I think they're trying to um, organise where classes are smaller say about a, a class size of 15 so it's obviously going to be halved so there'll be social distancing there so i don't expect children to be sitting on the same desk or together so that will be happening and i think that's why they've said that year five is it year one and year six to go back first the kids who are going to leave to go to high school is that and mm. year one is that them top infants that's seven-year-old. The reason why they're six. probably going to go back well, because they've got the, the, their phonics test. The early yeah. years will most likely go back and foundation will go back Yeah, um, because yeah. they've got up-and-coming up tests and then um, it will have an impact on their learning in like year three and four because that's when they have another test, which we didn't yeah. have to go through, which is yeah. a times table test. Okay, well. okay. So that's what they're all preparing for. But me, myself, being someone who works in a school, a lot mm. of the time, the not to sound mean on parents and stuff, but a lot of the times, which I think is a, a good thing in a sense, that um, the teachers and the people that are involved in working schools act like this is alien, that parents wouldn't have a clue what to tell their children what to do in that aspect. So you've always got to go with that mindset of thinking the worst. Yeah. That makes sense yeah. to prepare for that. Because um, a lot of schools are two-form, three-form um entry schools and you've got to think of it how would it work dividing classes of like 30 31 kids can't be done up into, up into space that they haven't got like yeah. i work as an external sort of service in this school and yeah. they haven't even got space for me and i have to create space so that's okay. something that i'm always like how would they use that how would they yeah. use the space effectively and how would they get external staff to come in to educate and support the children and the teachers in the school. Although probably Sorry, on the, the, 
by breaking down the school day. In yeah. other words, you have uh, six children that will go in, say, this is just an example, one 10 to, to one. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. About that, you know. Then the second yeah. set will go in tw 12.30 till 2.30. So it, it gives them half an hour to leave and get the others come in. Yeah. You know, to, to safety I think measures. that would be a good idea, it, but it again, work, the kids would, would suffer. Yeah. They're going to suffer regardless. And, yeah. and to yeah. send them back so soon is absolutely ridiculous. They shouldn't send them back till at least September because by then you'll have a better idea of what's actually going on. Yeah, I mean, it's too true. soon, you know, to, to, to predict that it's going to be okay sending them back. Yeah. Well, next week they're going to be rolling out the immunity tests, to so, which are going to be free to all carers and key workers. So obviously after they've been tested to see if they're now obviously have the immunity then it'll probably roll out to everybody else and by then they'll be able to use this track and trace system to see what's going on and trace the, the disease and how it's going on oh but, and they'll still have dodgy figures too but once they have like finished all this immunity testing we'll know who hasn't got the immunity from who hasn't and then they'll probably set up on making sure them people have the vaccines or catch corona so then they have the immunity as well so then hopefully what if that you're not will create to catch it? what if you just you, you haven't got the immunity but you're not destined to catch it because no, no. you think about it it's like any disease either you'll get it or you won't i don't think a vaccine should be put in place regardless mm. not well, if you, you know i agree it's... i agree it's yeah. freedom of choice any but yeah. that's the only way they eradicate things like this really and truly i'm not i'm not against or for the vaccine i think it's freedom of choice but if many people will be fearful and think, oh, I better get this vaccine, then I'll be safe. You'll have probably 50% of the population doing yeah. that, where everybody else, hopefully, has got the immunity. So then that'll just die out, just like Spanish flu and polio and all those. You get a vaccine as soon as you're born, so they don't start up again. So as soon as, like any other virus, it has died out pretty quickly. Just like when we had the scare of Ebola a couple of years ago, that was mm. their propaganda. And did they have a vaccine for that? No, they just sort of quarantined you off so you couldn't spread it and they stopped people coming from certain countries that you actually had it. And they, they stepped on that quite quick. That's why a lot of people didn't get a oh, Yeah, I noticed that. Because mm. it was black people, that's why. And they no, didn't want, they didn't want woman, the blackies spreading it. That nurse, <laughs> that, no, that nurse who came from um, Africa or somewhere, she bought it exactly, in the Africa. UK. No, it was the woman, though, the, the, the British lady who brought it back. She you was didn't quarantined and she didn't die. Did you hear what I said? Only yeah, from because Africa. it was yeah, a black from Africa. illness. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, why they don't want it. Yeah, but they're probably immune to it over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. they're different, different diseases from different countries. Can, different people can cope with it. But once we're put in there, when we're not used to it, it'll kill us. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's one of those ones, but yeah, I do agree that the return phase return back to school is too soon, it's dangerous for the children. The children shouldn't be used as guinea pigs no. to see if they can be socially distanced within that kind of environment because it's impossible to control. Teachers are only humans, and they're only one person to 15 children of a certain age group, it's going to be impossible to do. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's going to be a lot of shouting. Just to add on to that as well, they're making redundant. They've made redundancies in May. 
So mm. I think that's still a go ahead. So basically in the school I'm at, there's mm. going to be two class teachers and one TA to go between the two classes. Also mm. growing up, I remember being in one school where there was a year uh, four and five class together. So how would you section that off? And that was more than 30 kids. That was one teacher that to do like a year four or five class together. Oh, and that's, no. That was my year. Was you terrible. know what? We'll just get the popcorns out and watch this ride. Yeah. We will watch this ride. Do. That was going to be a total disaster. It's not going to work. The second wave will come and then it'll be probably total lockdown. Yeah. I'm going to get me essential toilet roll then. Me yeah. Get your toilet roll. Bloody hell. Yeah. Like a toilet roll, hand disinfectant, and PPE. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to start taking it from work. <laughs> <laughs> Stocking up. <laughs> one a day. You know what I mean? Travesty, why yeah. are you taking one a day? Wow, I mean. <laughs> one a day. <laughs> I'm addicted. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Good. Classic. Okay. So, okay. Well, just what I wanted to say, I wanted to say, I don't, I think um, they're not going to force the young, young kids go, to go back to school too quickly because they're going to have the toughest time being separated. I think it's mm. all right with the older kids. Yeah. I'm speaking but, for Germany. Like, well, I'm speaking for Germany. I don't know what they're doing in England. Um, in England, nurseries are open and nursery. Yeah, but are they oh, have to mix or is it? Well, Trashley got a uh, letter saying that a uh, little one can go back. In June, June first, mm-hmm. and she's okay. only two. So they okay, must be they, they must be thinking, okay, we're we're gonna allow them to mix. Because I think in yeah. England, what they're trying to do is herd immunity. I think they're tr- trying to do that all over the world now. Oh, is getting wow. one as many people to get it as possible, and okay, mm. except that a lot of people or a few people are gonna die from it. Once mm. I don't know, sixty or seventy percent of the people have it, and it's basically just in everyone, then isn't it? So yeah. I think that's what they're probably trying to do. Definitely. Mm. But to be honest, just like every other illness that's uh, come and gone herd immunity is a good thing because we'll all get it the, a small percentage will actually go but they were probably going to go anyway and it may not even be from corona so let's just get it over and done with and what will be will be yeah get back to normal yeah, yeah get back to normal so okay. travesty mm-hmm. as uh, your You've enjoyed the talk. I'd like you to introduce the next subject that you put in there. I think it's a very interesting one. Oh, if I can remember it. Um, can... Oh, you'd have to know. I've forgotten. Oh, I've, got, I've, been to, I've been to sleep a lot of times since then. <laughs> do, you, do you think you can cure gay people via gay conversation? Huh? No, conversion. 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 Well, is that, is that a new scheme that's going? Is that a new scheme? No. They've actually, they've actually banned this in a few places, but not in the UK as yet. It was on the um, it was on the referendum to get done, but it never actually got done. So people believe, people believe that by going to these special sort of places, like, like rehab, okay. you, can, you can cure being gay. Oh, and giving yeah, you, I've heard of this, you yeah. yeah, you can do your give you therapy and um, probably inject you with stuff. Uh, oh, it's like no, re, it's, yeah, it's like reprogramming you not to be gay, but it doesn't work because it's already in your genetic, it's, it's, yeah, it's already there. 
know what I mean? You're born that well, way. I, I, I don't know. Well, I'm going to push back a little bit on this one. As on, I don't think... I think there's a few people who are born gay. I think yeah. there's something that goes wrong, just like anything, birth defects or whatever you want to call it, without getting mm. the wrath of the LG, the alphabet community. I think some people are born gay, and I think there's a certain amount of people who jump on the bandwagon. There's some people who think to themselves, oh, actually, it's curiosity. cool to be gay. Yeah, curiosity, I'm going to try it. I know, I, I know an essential, uh, excessive amount of women who have tried a relationship with a woman and are now back with a guy. Because now it's kind of like the grey, the area where it doesn't really, it's not really taboo anymore to date you know, like your own sex or the opposite. It doesn't really matter anymore. So I think a lot yeah. of people are just experimenting. And if you're probably, yeah. you might end up being with somebody for 30 years and be, then after, say, actually, I'm going to go back to a guy now. You know what I mean? So I don't think, to say I don't that think it's, it's that, to be fair. I think it's just because you're so versatile and you don't really care about, it's not the gender. It's who yeah. you get on with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you may, like you said, be with somebody for 30 years as a woman, but then you may meet a man who is just, has just got those things that you like and want. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean just you're going back straight. It's just because that happens to be the person who floats your boat at the time. But then that's confusing. Central, isn't it? It, it, that's not, to me, right, you're either gay or you're not. In my mind, this is just how I, I see it. If you're gay, if you're a real, true gay person, you ain't going to back both ways. That's bi. So I'm talking about somebody who's actually gay. A gay oh, yeah, man will, those, not, yeah. will not find a female interesting, no matter what. They can see them as best friends, sisters, whatever, but not to be a part I so I think I they would then, if they found that, they would be bi. So I, I think when you're gay, you're gay. Now, I agree with Alstalio 100% when he says that a lot of them, they are jumping on the bandwagon because when he became legal, or suddenly everybody's gay. So they're not gay. They're just curious. They just want to get bad. They want to bat both ways and feel no way about it. It's just something they want to do. I think the new generation now, they're yeah. just... Free spirits. Let us do what they yeah. want to do. Yeah, There's it, no constraints. It. The gender queue, so yeah. they can do what they want. There's no labels. That's you can it. you go out with whoever you like. Doesn't matter if it's a boy, girl, dog, cat. You can do That's what you it. want because nobody That's should it. judge. It's your life. Do what you're doing. So exactly. I also think. I also think. So if someone is um getting converted back to being straight, they were the people who were probably not gay in the first place, were probably indoctrinated or were more liberal and thought to themselves, actually, I don't mind messing with this person. Then someone got hold of him, maybe in a, a religious extremist or Christian. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. And then got people, and, yeah. Hey, you can't be gay. You need to go to this therapy. And they go to the therapy and they're like, oh, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. And all of a sudden, like, oh, actually, I was never gay. I was just, I don't know what happened. You know, <laughs> never got hold of me. You know, he always gets the bad, the bad rep in it when, when anything bad goes bad he's like it was the devil it was the devil so but research has found a lot of you'll find a lot of gay people actually commit suicide because it's not they're not they can't deal with it of being gay so they'll kill themselves just to be because they're because they're judged because they're not accepted by their family the people they look to and they can't their family demonize them and tell them it's bad and tell them they can't, they're not human, they're, they're disgusting, they worship the devil. There's very extreme homophobic people out there. 
know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, well, I got a story from my um, friend, and he says he he was outed by a neighbour, and he hadn't even had the chance to tell his parents. He turned up home, and his bags was packed, and they said, get out. Oh, wow. You, you know, son of mine. And, that means and he, he was, and he was only 18. He was only 18. And yeah. they chucked him out. He had nowhere to go. So, obviously, he hung around the back garden and stuff. And he must have um, walked the streets all night. And then he came back and was sleeping in the shed. And he, his little brother must have been coming out to go and do a paper round and found him. So, he let him in the house against his parents' wishes. Because, remember, the day before, they'd thrown him out. And yeah. they must have came down and found him in the kitchen. Says, what are you doing? Get out, this and that. And his little sister actually says, what are you doing? It's my brother. Why are you throwing him out? And this was going back in, I think it was the late 70s, when yeah, gay, yeah. being gay was still illegal. Yeah, yeah. So that's why there were lots of um, gay people undercover, because they just couldn't be who they wanted to, because they would either get locked up mm -hmm. or beaten to death or they committed suicide. So yeah. it's a very sad life. It's, it, being, being gay is a very sad part because you just want to be accepted but people even though it's more acceptable these days it's still not accepted it's just just sort of I don't know yeah so it's seen as something that uh, well, I, I feel proud that some young people can come out in school and I think, bloody yeah, you're brave. But there's a lot of people who are gay who are still in the closet and doing it undercover and underground gays. And they're not being true to themselves. And imagine not being able to be true to yourself. You have to be fake. Mm -hmm. And you can't love who you want to love. You've just got to pretend and live that lie. In the That's end, I think awful. the only way out is to kill myself because I won't be accepted. I mean. That's devastating. It's it? really, it is. I, I could have cried when he told I, I did shed a tear when he told me the story because I thought, how can all your family just turn against you just because of who you are? Yeah, mm. as soon as that, he just switches off the love and get out. Don't want to know you. Know to I mean? me, that, that's, that's people who don't love. They love conditional rather than unconditional. Yeah, mm. yeah. I it's, think it's. It's the same actually, as. Yeah, sorry. Following their, I think it was following. It's the religious because it's in the book of the Bibles that man Adam and we won't no, go there. Adam, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know, but yeah. Well, there's it's, many it's, books it's, and many religions that yeah. You know what I mean? That's say it's bad in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very bad. And you think, mm -hmm. why would anybody follow a book that tells you that your kid is no longer your kid because of who they're sleeping with? As long as they're but, not flaunting well, it in your face and doing this and that, why is it bad? You're not sleeping with your kids, but you won't accept a guy, but you'll hide as somebody who molests the kids in your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the you know, pedophile, you know what I mean? You know, the thing is, I think, it, I think all this homosexuality stuff, um, mm. I think it's all based on just sex. That's it. It's all this about the sexual act, isn't it? It's basically like... That's what uh, you think, that's just, where just, the homophobia comes from. Yeah. Well, no, that, that, that's what I think. Yeah, that's where I think it comes from, actually. I think that's where people think... Oh, two men, I mean, say, oh, what is that, man? What, oh, in the bum? Oh, no. And they get this disgusting image. And then that's where the hate comes from. But apart from, apart from that, there is nothing really to it. And it, you love your no. brother, you love your dad, you know, that's the same, well, it's a little bit the same thing, but different. 
So I don't get why people will be mad if someone loves somebody else. Like I could say, I could say I love my friends. You know, they're yeah. male. I love my friends. Doesn't mean yeah. I want to, you know, have intercourse with them in their bum. But I think if it was just that simple, then why wouldn't people be scorned for watching pornography then? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that would watch pornography, that would be sex workers, like and no the women, but I'm saying yeah. that there would be a lot of sexual acts that the average person wouldn't do. So yeah. why they aren't do they scorned yeah. or assaulted in the way that gay people are? Yes, definitely. Because yeah. they're doing the same acts as straight people. So you mm-hmm. are gay? Because why? <laughs> That's what I always say. It's anyway. true, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, a lot of the youth today do things like that, and you're like, oh my god, how are you just doing certain acts with just partners? Either you meet on a one night stand, or they're not your long time partners. Why are you not saving certain acts for those people who you're married? So you're not just doing it with everybody, but because of the youth today, I think they're just free nilly. They just do anything and everything. Because yeah. of what we know, watching porn, they think that is the way to be. No, no. Yeah, that's, that's how they're educated. We, we had yeah. this question on the I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't blame it entirely on porn. I wouldn't say yeah. that. I would blame it entirely on porn. Mm, no, I don't know. It's boundaries because, you know, I've been around some people and it's like they would condone, for example, you know, everyone coming over to the house, like the, the parents would condone coming over to the house and, having partners at a young age and, oh, yeah, do this and do that and blah, 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 and parents breaching, you know, sort and I don't know, it's boundaries. I just think it's boundaries. I wouldn't say it's entirely that because look at the upbringing I've had. Like, anyone who knows me, like, anyone who knows my mother, she always set a line for me and how to yeah. act and yeah, what consequences were to happen and how to look after yourself and everything. But that doesn't yeah, stop, but that doesn't stop, you stop being the outsiders free. coming out. Yeah, I was going to say, that yeah, yeah, the outsiders coming free. in. And, remember, your, your mommy only has so much influence over you and only till a certain age, after like mm-hmm. 12, you know, you're doing your own thing. You're like, oh, I listen yeah. to what that's it. So from 12 yeah. till you're old is... Influenced by everybody else and not really. Yeah, so you're being, you're, you're having words then. Well, you didn't listen to me then. But the, <laughs> what I wanted to say is, of course, I listened. I listened to my mum. So, so I was like, fair, so I was way into my thirties, you know. I was like, man, I gotta listen to this woman because this woman's crazy. This woman will kill me. Listen, <laughs> but I think. <laughs> I think it's down to personal desires, to be honest. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, I don't, I couldn't blame something that, you know, has been here for years and years before me, you know, and I couldn't blame porn. No. No, I always blame porn. Desires. Porn is, trust me, porn is warping the for, Yeah, for boys. Yeah, because boys. Well, and when yeah. a, and remember, boys, I remember, I like doesn't matter. <laughs> you're talking from a female perspective, but a guy has got completely different, like makeup compared to women so he's yeah. watching and women don't i mean i'm not gonna say they don't watch or view porn as much as men but men actually yeah. mass view porn that's what porn yeah. for, for males and then yeah. soon you get the stupid idea that you know oh the guy went down the street and picked up the girl that easy and took and it all worked out fine i did everything trust me man <laughs> these guys are gonna find a girl and think oh, i could just try that with her because that's what yeah. the girl on the porno thought she I agree. like that you know what i mean yeah yeah she just and did it for money it really goes yeah, yeah where most true. women don't like what the women do in porn you know what i mean yeah. even in porn don't like doing it but they're doing it because it's a uh, but it's don't you think yeah Alstalia, don't you think though that guys should have that talk with the female then of what they like 
instead of just no, assume. I think, I think that's some down do. to the mind. Some do, but I think I don't know. Yeah, well, it depends. Uh, no, the, I girl, the girl, the girl might like that. So it's. Yeah. I mean, that's between well, them and it. That's between what they decide to do when they're in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I think in be... the bedroom, though, if the man's been watching it on mass that much, then I think it's become a subconscious conditioning. So it's yeah. not for the yeah, like, yeah. it's the yes, thought I of or consent. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I just agree. automatically I, I... like, yeah, she's going to like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, that too. But I think what, what a male learns throughout his young years is what women like and what women don't like. And mm. he won't just... At some point, you'll realize, like, I can't just force the girl into having that because maybe you'll go for a few experiences where you'll try and force the girl and the girl act a particular way and then you'll realize after that, huh, maybe I should think about that next time. You know what I mean? I think a guy will make a mistake first. And even a girl, a girl might be like, I'm going to do it for him. A lot of women try to, yeah. you know, yeah, please. Press their, yeah, please, please their boyfriends or whatever. And they'll be yeah. like, for him and then realize, oh, that wasn't for me. And then it's like, okay, yeah. no, nah, we're not going to do it. You know, and so. the guy will learn to. So I think even though he's, he's indoctrinated to think that all women are like this, even late into his late 30s and 40s, it's, it's not... It's, it put it, to put it into practice is, is very different. Yeah. yeah. As long yeah. as he's got a conscience. I think most... Well, I don't know. I can't talk for these idiots, really, to be fair. <laughs> most men have a conscience. Most yeah, each to their own. Yeah. They'll always, all men, right, in, in my experience, most men, they'll always find a dirty girl who's done everything for Ooh, them. Yeah, and, they've, yeah. and they've liked that the best, but they will never wife you, that girl. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. They're that's all you do. Some do. Jersey for an them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going on in Jersey Show. That's just all like, for the camera. For the camera. Yeah. You do realise that the youngsters are inspired by that load of rubbish. You can't you save youngsters. That. You've got to save some. Some because I would be. I'd be upset if I was a teenager right now, and I'd hear that someone thinks I'm like that just because I'm yeah. young. Yeah. You know, I, I've had that all throughout I'm, my I'm teenagehood. Sorry. Sorry for cutting in. I do apologise. I'm, I'm going to reword it. A lot of youngsters are inspired by the reality nasty shows. And they do try <laughs> to copy it. They do try to be like them. <laughs> nasty shows. <laughs> you can tell the day is old. <laughs> nasty shows. I'm so used to watching back 20 years ago these nasty the, shows those, those, those reality <laughs> shows weren't on they weren't on when I was younger and thank yeah, God because I'm not watching them when I, I watched them it, it was all about the I'll be honest with you I'm even peed off with shows like um, what's it called um, you're still watching it Pudding the Housewives, Housewives of what Lantern knows I really can't stand them, and I'll tell you for why. This is going away from the topic slightly. They are so ghetto with money. Yeah. They're a bad they influence. They're so horrible. And I'll tell you what, I can't watch shows like that because I would not like to think that's how I would behave. You know, you know they're in the same age group as me. And I'd mm. like to think that if I came into money, I wouldn't think that I'm looking down my nose on people. I wouldn't feel like I'd need to bitch about other people. 
I wouldn't like to think I'm better than everyone else just because I've got money. And I wouldn't like to cause mix-ups. As you can see, I, I very much like to be by myself anyway. So I couldn't be in that sort of whatever you call You know what's mad though, yeah. Medea? Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but I just realised something sitting here. Me being an outsider and I'm being more exposed to the own older generation. Yeah. And I sit there and I think to myself, what happens in those programmes is partially true though. It is Think true. Think about it. That's yeah. how women go on. Like, really, yeah. really. So, you can't That's really... reality. <laughs> well, so really, I think it's dramatised. I think it's... It's dramatised, yeah, I think it's dramatised a little bit. They're, they're told to act... Remember, they, when they get these shows, like, even with Big Brother and stuff like this, they pick the most extreme characters. They look yeah, into, okay, so yeah. and most of these people have got, like, some sort of ego or alter ego problem or... Yeah, um, yeah. What is it? Um, by by um, polar, they're mostly yeah. bipolar. They pick these people on purpose, and that's yeah. what they're they're trying to reflect on society. But most society isn't like that, to be fair. And most yeah. of them are financially illiterate too. So when they're like trying to throw around money and stuff, trust me, the couple years to be broke anyway because they don't know what yeah. they're doing. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> true definitely. Down and knows everybody. And yeah. most of the time, these women have just picked up a rich basketballer because the basketballer is a fool who thinks, yeah, I like this girl. She's got a big butt, big lips, yeah. and that's it. And it's like, come on, man. Come on, do get someone with two brain cells, you know? Yeah. So, it doesn't like know. drama and mix up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too much. Too much. It's exhausting watching it. I was watching all the one. I can't watch that stuff anymore. I can't. I'm, yeah, I've I never watched it actually. So, I, I watched it when it first came out and then it hit me. Why am I watching shows like this? All it is is, I might, if I want to see things like this, I'll just go into ghetto and watch the people do it there. You know, they may not have the makeup and the same amount of money, but they're doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> then again, actually saying that on the other side, there's actually some very ambitious and successful people in Atlanta of our race too. So I can't yeah. put them all I'm not knocking that part. I'm not knocking that part at all. I don't care how ambitious and how successful you are. If you're still a ghetto rat, you're still a ghetto rat. I'm not going to respect you just because you've got money and you've got a business. You're still uh, a horrible person. I'm sorry. Uh, I sorry. think, me, me personally, I've watched a few of the shows and yeah. there, there's a lot of feisty characters. Yeah. Very feisty characters. And you think, bloody hell, this is like going to one of those Hansworth schools. Exactly. If if you looked at somebody wrong, they're going to come and fight you because their bedrooms are going to start saying, oh, oh, you know, she looks at you. She looks at you. You're a dirty piece of rag or something. And then before you know, yeah, there's there's a fight and you're like, yo, 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 calm down. I wasn't even looking at you. I was looking past you. You know what I mean? This is some crazy nonsense. It's utter nonsense. I'm surprised that that, um, these shows have become successful. But then I have to look at it from this angle. Anything on the television is going to be negative anyway. They very rarely, you know, advocate uh, good stuff. It's always got to be negative. And anything that's wrong is going to be pushed out there. You know what bothers me the most? You know what bothers me the most? When, when, it's, when it's the chocolate folks, us, they yeah. make it like we're all abrasive and up in exactly. your face. And, you know, exactly. when, it, when it's Just white folks, have you noticed? Yeah, but these are successful black folks. So they're still successful, but got a, they've got a problem. Now, for these yeah. white folks, it's always the, the trailer trash versions of them going on Jeremy Kyle and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, not, yeah. Never the rich the white folks who are acting all abrasive and all loud. Never. Yeah. No, I saw what was the the um the um the white one. What was in is it Atlanta? Uh, and she was fighting. Oh yeah, there's another yeah. one like the and Atlanta. She was one. fighting all the time, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, she's. Ghetto. What is it? Yeah, but she she obviously dated um 
Black guys. Black guys. And she yeah, was, that's she what was, I see. She was gangster. She was. And I was like, yo, calm down, Bonnie. What's going on? Yo, Virgin. Yo, where you come from? Yeah, but that's the thing. So they always link a negative, like, you know, it always got linked to black people, so it's got to be negative. Okay, it's a white girl, yeah. but she's not one of us because she dates yeah. black guys. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So always gonna make yeah. it negative. Just keep it negative. Guys. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I think and we've gone too far off topic. We've caught the bus out of the area. Wait, that's right. That's fine. I always talk about lesbians. <laughs> See, there you go. Gays. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that is not. I, I think Atlanta and and should women of wretchedness be like. Like totally down should be another topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, so, in, so in summary, gay conversion is pretty bad. Um, yeah, it is. He can't it give, is. he can't cure pure gay people. No, you no. might be able to cure the people who, who think they're oh, acting. By, by, yeah. yeah, the ones who are just the I think of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say frighten figures, but I'm sure a large portion of people who, are, who think they're gay now are are not really gay, and they will end yeah. up back with their yeah respective yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More time. Okay. okay. Next topic is. Because is Erica still in the house? Yes. Hello. Hello. Eric, Eric, would you like to introduce your topic? Yeah, my topic. Yes. No, uh, topic, I was yes. thinking about and talking about from the meme that I posted in the group. Um, do black women experience too much and carry too much adversity around? And should it be the case that we need to actively change this? Because I do think that a lot of, especially unless I've met people that have really been quite spiritual or they meditate, like I'm just getting into meditation myself, but unless they've been that way inclined, then I think through workplaces, through many experiences in life, I feel as though black women are carrying a heavy burden on their back and it's, not to say a chip or an attitude, I mean just burdened and feeling as though we're carrying so much. And I know there's a lot that we have to fight and institutionally we have to fight against. And there's Agreed. always the glass ceiling for women, yep. glass yep, ceiling definitely. for working class, glass ceiling for being black. Yes. But always at the not. same time, do we need to rise up and push some more sunshine to say that we're not going to be walking around burdensome, but we're walking around proud that we fight through these things, but we have good life and we have great passion within us and great talents within us and great everything within us that we should be less like carrying a less of a heavy load then, so to speak. I agree I with Erica on that. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with Erica because I work in an industry where it's majority male dominated and mm. I've always looked through the glass ceiling and they've always not, you, they don't blatantly come out and say it, but you feel like you're the token because it mm. is a, it is a majority English populated industry as well, which is mm. more British people work there because I work in Worcester and that hasn't got a lot of black people. So I find I'm the only black woman in in, in the managerial role of 250 white staff. So they are intimidated by me, but because they've known me so long, they are, I hope, hope comfortable with me now. But mm. I still feel that I have to work harder than my male counterparts to prove that I'm just as good as them. 
but I still feel disadvantaged because I see, see my male white counterparts rising through the ranks quicker than me because it's a boys club and it always will be a boys club and I'm trying to fight against that but it's hard to do as one person on their own mm -hmm. uh, you only you are, you know what I mean and when women do come through the ranks it's usually women who have slept their way to the top mm -hmm. and it's again British women because the men fancy them and they go oh you can do this for me and oh if you do this for me I'll get you to do this and you'll get you know what I mean so I've been a manager for about eight nine years and I've seen women coming after me and go past me and go into nice comfortable roles you know what I mean which I know I'll never get offered I even ask but I never get them opportunities so like Erica says it is the glass ceiling for me Know what I mean? yeah. Unless somebody wants to help me up or somebody sees something in me and wants to invest their time, I've got to actually be a bit more aggressive and fight for what I want. I've got mm. to be heard. So they see it as, oh, um, not travesty, obviously. That's not my name at work. But, oh, she's being aggressive. Or, but I've got to sort of twist it and use it as, to my advantage, but yet sort of do it in a jokey way as well. Yeah, you know what I think. So they don't take it seriously, much. but then they think I'm a fool I'm because I'm doing it as a, a joke. I'm not to be taken seriously. Yeah, but so I'm I good agree. at what I, I do. I'm good at what I do. Also, I wouldn't yeah. still be here. You would have got rid of yeah. me, but they won't give me the preps I want to be able to progress because they're mm. all trying to, um, they're all trying to struggle to get there themselves. So they don't care if they step on me to get there. They just so want to get really there up against it, like yeah. that. And yeah, you do feel burdened. Yeah, and you do, you do, mm. you do, yeah. you do. But, but I think uh, um, black black women, especially, like obviously the black man too, the, the male counterpart. Mm. Um, we are already, how do you say, we're already disadvantaged we're the, in society. Yeah, we are. we are. So basically, what happens is. Um, the black, if the black man's disadvantaged, the black woman is even more disadvantaged because she's a woman now and women are already mm -hmm. like second class citizens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's a lot harder, obviously, for them to, to come up. Mm -hmm. The one problem I have with black women especially is, like I say, in the media, they're always portrayed as these loud, you know, <laughs> out there kind of women. Now, I would put them in, like if, if I was to say, okay, with black women, what they should try and do is, is imitate the Asian woman and be more like them. And I don't mean submissive, but I mean a bit more humble, a bit more go about their business in a quiet way. Because if you see Asian women, they're never really, they're never anywhere. You, you can't pull up an Asian woman and say, yeah, well, she was being, you know what I mean? Like a Chinese lady or something. You, you never really see them being loud or being out there or being crazy. Oh, there. you haven't worked with any then? The ones I've worked with are very loud and aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I of course, it's always going to be one or two. <laughs> no, not one or two. There's a few, but the ones that I've encountered and come up against, well, not come up against personally, or worked with, they're really loud and they've got to fight just like us because they're in the same boat. We are talking about like Chinese, Chinese, Japanese. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. There's only one Thai. person I know of that and she struggles to even sort of speak proper English. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know a friend. So, I have a friend who's um, so, that race and she's very <laughs> successful, like, her business now, and I like she always gives thanks to me and respects me by saying, you know, you was the only one that was riding T with me. Tell her to cut you a check. 
You know, literally, <laughs> literally, like she gives you discounts, and you know, she'll work just a day just just for the just for the fact that you know she knows that I'm loyal and I'll post her and stuff. And she's let me model some of her things as well. And she's done. She's thought of an idea that no one ha- else has, or probably has thought of it and didn't implement it and got it out there. And she's worked quietly. And I do agree with you on that, Australia, that, you know, she's just been on her grind and kept it to herself and just kept promoting, promoting, promoting. And now look, she's got a nice bought house. You know, her business is booming. She can travel about and do her business. And she's even gone so far that get her business trying to get into the doors of the NHS as well, making it more medical. Yeah, so yeah, basically what I'm saying is that if, yeah, like, if black women would probably start behaving more like Asian women, I think they'd be all right as well. And also, but what I would also say is don't stop shopping at Asian shops. <laughs> do your own shops. It's not only that though. Like we, I feel like we're still very much in a indirectly racist uh, ground yeah. to be yeah. honest, because um, I've been in a situation where I was blatantly good at my job. I've had famous people say, or ex-famous people say, oh my gosh, give her a promotion and work here and blah, blah, blah. blah. I never got promoted, but they promoted someone who was late all the time, um, causing drama. Uh, she weren't mature and she had the upper hand. And yeah, because of even, the, even the chefs and even the chefs, the white chefs was like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think it's a race thing because you've been here before her. This girl's only just come and she's gone past you. And yeah. you've got to and remember. Everyone liked me as well. Everyone liked yeah. me. knew my name from every suite. Even That's like me. Seat, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. like me. And you feel it. You do feel it. You feel like you're just a token. Yeah. They're just giving me the job for the figures of the company. Yeah. You don't feel valued. Or that anybody respects you, you know. really. You've got to sort of create that respect. And the people who do, they tell you all the time. The people yeah. underneath you all tell you all the time that you're the best of had and this and yeah. that. And you always look after us. But the people at the top will be like, mm, she's just mediocre. Yeah. She can stay mm. where she can. She can stay where she's at. You know what I mean? She don't yeah. need to go any higher because they're scared of what I'll say. Because I can see, like, say for instance, if I'm supposed to go to a, a meeting and sort of rub shoulders with the, the um, people above us, senior management. They get scared. Ness, don't say that. Don't say this. And I'm yeah, thinking, they think that you're going to be all loud. Oh, wait there. I'll say, wait there, wait there. <laughs> don't come at me like that. You don't know how I'm going to act. I know when and when not to act, yeah. obviously. I know my Yo, place. Get all, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but really and truly, you, and, and I've got to tell them that you've got to understand this is my character and people actually prefer to see realness, not ass kissing, not ass kissing. The dude would have scared, scared though, yeah. I come with the person who I am. I'm not going to be somebody I'm not. Yeah. So they know they're getting the real deal when they meet me. And a lot of them remember that and they remember me because I've left a mark in their mind. Yeah. I remember, just to go back to, sorry, um, to cut yeah. you off, just to um, go back to um, Pudding Story, a lot of uh, white girls or white folks, they slime a lot. They don't, you know, black people, black girls, black women don't slime that much. You know, we're, we're too proud no, for I'm that. Not kissing ass. I'm not we don't kissing do that. Yeah. That's why we don't make <laughs> it that high. since day no. dot. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll be like, nah, nah, nah. You know, so that, and that's why. <laughs> the, only that, f- yeah. the only thing, just to move the conversation a little bit, the only thing I would say is like, obviously, I think black women need to learn to love their black men a bit more again. Because uh, I feel like this becoming this divide. Fact. Well, yeah, but but I think the the thing is, and you started before this. you start before you yeah, started yeah, 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 before yeah, you started yeah, this bit there. The problem is, what happened is, 
like when I was growing up, I found it very difficult and black women for, to approach black women. I found them very unapproachable. And plus they were always looking for a particular type of guy. That's okay. That's the inner city, inner city black girl. I think the country black yeah. girl is a lot different. There's no country yeah. black girls. What you mean? Well, there isn't as much anymore. But <laughs> I mean, if you if you're talking about across the, uh, the waters, then there's probably still a lot of country black girls. But I'm talking about Birmingham, inner city, UK. Yeah, um, I feel they need area. to. Yeah. yeah, they need to relax up a little bit. And um, like I said, once again, be more like their Asian women counterparts. I'm not gonna say white women because I don't think they should be like white women. I think they should be more like the Asian women. And in that way, again, not submissive, but a bit more. You know, relax, quiet, and stuff, and not want to beat us up. Back to the family conditioning. You Sorry know what? But I really think within the family household, thinking about like I had loads of Asian female friends growing up, or still do now. But I would say that for within the Asian female family household, that there would be a lot of as much as they would have more responsibility than males, as did mm. I, as yeah. did a lot of black females. They would be spoiled on the other side of that. Yeah. And black women who would not. So me and my black female friends, it would be like th- that's where the extra attitude would come from, if that makes mm. sense. From that kind of conditioning and growing up that we had that responsibility, they have that responsibility, but then there's a shopping spree or there's this or there's that or there's some kind of financial reward, yeah, compensation yeah. and a lot of mm. hobbies and a lot of investment and a lot of Yeah, there is there is encouraged to have, whereas we would have been well, no, and you have this responsibility, which then becomes burden, which then becomes attitude. Yeah. So <laughs> it would be oh, nice yeah. to act as an Asian female if I had the life and the privilege of an Asian female. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I think that's probably a big issue yeah. too, is that. Um, I knew I was going to marry a doctor or a lawyer, or you know what I mean? At the end of the ride, yeah, cool. But most yeah. of the time, when you are dealing with your own colour, yeah. all, like, the boys <laughs> end up in poverty. all the boys want... All does the, that, or in and jail. all the boys want you to do is leave you barefoot and pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's in the city. That's in the city, guys. Too travesty, travesty. Yeah. I believe that was that was from the old days. I've got mm. to be honest. The the younger generation, I think the parents have spoiled them a little bit more, so their attitude should have changed by yeah. now. Yeah. But instead, mm. their attitude seems to be more stinks. and I don't understand why because they're not tied to the kitchen sink like my generation was and then when you I, like parents of my generation was a bit strict from their children your generation was a little bit more lenient and you built your children's confidence a bit better that why why have they still got this bad attitude why because i see it i see see it all the time do you, you think again, that, not all that, of them just, just some of them i'm not talking about all of them i'm talking about a lot of young you know what? You can you can even ask people like um, my twenty-year-old son when he goes clubbing. Ask him the attitude of the black girls in the club. It reminds me of the attitudes we would have had when I used to go clubbing. So why has it not changed when the pressure on that g- the generation today isn't as bad as it was in my day? Is it something so, to do with the youth? I'll tell you, you have got it absolutely Maybe. right. They do need to humble themselves a lot more. They need to get rid of this stinking attitude that they really do have. They need to calm it. They should have learned by now, to be honest. And I think the parents should be instilling in them that you don't have to be so aggressive anymore. We're not fighting to get out of slavery. Yes, we're fighting for a better future, but not. it's not the same fight. It's yeah. really not the same fight. There's so much more mixed marriages and relationships now so 
If the girls of today should be a lot better, I'm sorry, but they should. Well, you know what I find though. Um, going going back to uh, oh, thanks, Madea. Um, yeah. What I find is that um, yeah. what uh, Erica said and what Travis said, and you know the whole situation of being put in environment and feeling, you know, the oppressed feeling a bit. Um, yeah. I found that I was once in a situation where I was with my own, and I was like, yes, you know, this was right when Alstalia said, "Come on, now we need to get together." you know, support our family. And when I say family, I mean our culture, our people. Yeah, the bank community. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh my days, you know, opportunity to be, you know, in with this and blah, blah, move my way up. And I felt like the support just wasn't there. And it, it really breaks my heart mm. to say that because... And we need to know really, why. And I was really, really hurt when I asked for something. I did a test, you know, um, you wouldn't know I was, you know, I was quiet being like how that, the um, tie and the... Asian community, like our study, I said, I've been quiet doing this and I've did a test and I said, okay, right. I'm going to ask the white community something from them and be very strong, but be very confident and friendly. And I'm going to ask the black community the same thing. You know, the black community turned around and said, no to me. If you had this, this and this, you could have it. You know what the white community said to me? They said, listen, you're not there yet, but you will be because if you come with us, We'll get you this, this, and this. And part of that, you get to start at like that pay right now. We'll start right in the middle of it and we'll keep pushing you and we'll keep supporting you and calling you and checking on you. If that was offered by the black community, I would have so took it. And it really yeah. my heart. Unfortunately, our black com- our BAME community, I call it the black Asian yeah. ethnic minorities, we are not a community. We're not a strong community yet mm. we've still got a long way to go because we've been broken up through the generations and separating them we're all about fighting for survival we're not there yet because I attend a, a, um, a BAME committee meeting and it's all of people of a certain age group and we try to support each other and we're trying to fight for the same cause but we're all 40 plus I don't think you You've got that understanding till you get to a certain age group Very where you're true. ready, where you're ready to actually do something for your community. When you're young, you're all for yourself and you don't really yeah. care until you've been knocked down so many times. And then you realize, mm, if I don't go back with my own people, I'll never get anywhere because they're the only one. They, they, they support each other. And it's nice. It's a nice feeling to be with your own people and you're all fighting for the same thing. but. It's it's far and far between. The thing is, I think because of the era of the um, the internet, you know, we it should be accelerating a lot faster because there's more of us who are able to communicate with each other. So it should be going a lot faster. So I don't even think it's. I think it's a bit of an excuse to say you know we're still where we are because I think it's ignorance. It's, it's, not, it's not ignorance. ignorance. You know what it is? Everybody wants our culture, but nobody actually wants to be us. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to be black, but they want to take everything black people are about. Yeah. But they don't want to be us. For fear of the stigma and the stereotype that comes attached with it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They want to mm-hmm. be able to dance like us, rap like us, sing like us, have their hair the same. You know what I mean? Have swag. But then if you said, oh, do you want to be black? No, because then I won't get a job. Oh, I won't get this. <laughs> oh, I won't get this. Or the police will beat me to death. They don't want to mm-hmm. do that because that's the negative part of being black. But they want all the positive parts. No. So... But we stop stop us to change it, isn't it? Really, we have to start yeah. thinking. Okay, you know what? How do we start our own business? How do we start our own economies? 
there's no point in sitting there and expecting anyone to come to save us because the, the opportunity is there. We just can't go through. Like I was saying the other day, I don't know why, with all the footballers and all these guys who are black, who sell out, by the way, um, oh, no. millions, basketballers, who just black people that could get together, put their money together in a pot and start a new country, you know, a new movement. But for some reason, they don't. Icon, do they were saying that. Well, Icon done it. Balotelli? Yeah, Balotelli. Yeah, Balotelli, he said that too, yeah. And Little John. Little John, he's been quiet for years. And he was doing something as well, like a back home project. Steve Harvey. He was, he's a respected motivational speaker in America. Yeah, Steve But you know what? I have noticed in America, they seem more black. They still seem to be black. Even though you see them fighting sometimes on like YouTube and all that. They seem still to be for their own people first. Mm. But in, in, in England and stuff, I think there's too many, which would be leading to my next topic, um, about why do, do blacks, do Jamaicans and Africans and Western blacks have a problem with each other? Um, I think what it is, is there's too much different I- ideas of black. Like the Jamaicans don't want to mess with Africans because you're, you're an African man. Yeah, Africa. it's you know weird. I mean? And um, obviously, then you got the Western blacks, the UK blacks, who are like, I ain't black, man. I ain't this kind of black. I ain't African. I ain't a Jamaican. Yeah. I'm, I'm British, yeah, you know I'm what I mean? Everyone's British, detached. Yeah. There's all these, this like infighting, you know what I mean? It's infighting. So we don't come together. Like in America, everyone's pretty much African-American. Yeah. You know? Apart, yeah. From, like, apart from, of course, the Jamaicans again, who are like, no, American. <laughs> but, yeah. You know? So, and I think that's a problem. That's, that's something we need to sort out. And until we all come together and unite, it's always going to be an issue and everyone else, every other race will look at us and be like, these guys, you know, they're always going to be left behind. Yeah, I feel like though, um, through my like, just life's experience thus far, um, I have, I have friends that are white and I have, um, have friends that are Asian and they have the same thing. Like I had one friend yeah. and he's saying, well, I'm not Pakistani, I'm Indian, blah, blah, blah. And you're Bengali and blah, blah. And they have that same thing. I was like, whoa, you have that too. You know, you look, you're like, yeah, you but that's that a religious thing. That's a religious thing, isn't it? Think- I want to be Muslim. Yeah, I want to be Muslim. I want to be Hindu. I want to be Sikh. And I don't want to be, you know, identified as each other. Okay. And that's, yeah. that's why it is. But really, in reality, they're all the same people. You know what I mean? They're all yeah. from well, Hindu, Dan. I know, I work with... Yeah, and I work with an Indian um, gentleman, good friend of mine, because I, I grew up with a lot of um, Sikhs and Muslims, because they were always fighting. But the Sikhs look down on the Muslims because they say they're lazy and they're not the same as the Indians who become doctors and lawyers and stuff like that. You'll, you'll notice that. The, um, the Muslim geezers always seem to turn out to be... I would, more like the blacks, drug dealers, and <laughs> <laughs> on the streets hanging in gangs, and allegedly, they do, allegedly. Well, yeah. I, I do know a lot of Muslim males, and they are sort of along them lines. Where the Sikh ones, their parents tell them because their caste system, they've got mm-hmm. to do certain things. You know what I mean? But the, I don't know. It's just it's cultural, any. It? It's what you you're growing up being taught because mm-hmm. my issue i've got no issues with africans because i've got african friends too and i i, I find them good they're really nice people oh but my some god of them, travesty can i just cut in there you remind me on. of the white man when he used to say i'm not racist i've got jamaican friends <laughs> <laughs> and they're really nice people no but in a, in the second breath i do oh. know there's a stigma attached to it African people because they're con artists, they'll rip you off. Isn't that just the Nigerians, though? That's well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I met a Kenyan guy who's a scam artist. You get me? That's what I mean. A lot of them are scammers, but that's just the means <laughs> what they have to do to survive. But then you've got the ones in London who seem to be quite ambitious and they've got a lot of money, but you don't know how they've got that money. Oh, but, well, we can guess. The, f- you know the thing I mean? is, but though, the if... business owners and stuff like that as well. So I the don't f- know. I just treat everybody on face value. If I meet you and I'm like, yeah, I don't care where you're from or what nationality you are. If you treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. Everything's gravy. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but I think, it's, I, think, I think people smell kind of funny though, innit? They always smell oh funny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's racist. I should just exit right. You now. can't say things like that because the, the, the white folk would say you smell funny. Yeah. <laughs> you, you smell like rice and peas. Yeah. I think everyone has a, everyone has their own personal smell though. Every race has yeah. their own like like if you see Indian no, people they smell like you onion. Know that is, it's the food. Curry. It's the food that yeah, yeah, that's what it is. African people all. smell like I don't know, man. <laughs> Oh but my if, but if, if you wash your clothes and hang them out, they'll smell like everybody else. Yes. Of Lenore. <laughs> <laughs> or comfort. Or comfort, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're cooking in the same flip clothes that you're rolling on the street with, you're going to smell weird, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And, your, yeah. and your, your parents aren't using the extractor fan. They're just using you, they're smelling up the whole house. <laughs> but a, a, a lot of people do smell nice if they... You know what I mean? The hygiene is Personal good. hygiene, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So you can't really say, oh, Africans smell funny. You know what I mean? Because a lot of Africans these days, they're claiming to be Jamaicans and half Jamaicans and this and that. And I'm like, okay, then. Yeah, that's, that's another thing with African people. What's Why are we stealing there? cultures? Like, I noticed when I was in Germany, all the African geezers, like, and this is what I don't understand. Look, you're African, man. Be proud of being African. But they're also yeah. not proud of themselves. These guys are dressing like the Americans and telling everyone that they're Americans. Even telling me, and I was like, dude, trust me, I know one of the Americans like, and I know all <laughs> the British type of accents and European accents that are English. Uh, you know, I know, uh, one, and I know an African person when I hear the accent, I know it. Uh, hey, you yeah, must, you, do you must do the things properly. I cannot tell yeah. you again. It's very difficult here in this country to live and make money. That's, yeah. you know, they talk like this, you know, and you're like, don't yeah, try and trick really me. Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have to scare my kids. You don't have to put the Nigerian accent so they don't mess around. <laughs> no, well, I used to have a line to the children when they were listening. I'd be like, "Am I speaking English to you?" Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then they terrible. pay attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Terrible. So that's it. They hate, they kind of don't like themselves, or they're ashamed to be like, "Yeah, I'm from Africa." Because they know that even you know the stigma that follows them in Europe yeah. and, and England. Yeah, the scammers. Yeah, that they're scammers, or that they're you know they got like the HIV stuff and all that crap. You know, so they're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm from America, man, I'm from America. But yeah. I don't like that, man. Like, just be honest, man. And then if you're honest to yourself, then we'll start loving you too the way you are. But the yeah, moment you're definitely. trying to trick us and that and pretend, then of course we're going to be like, we don't trust you. You know what I mean? Mm. Definitely. <laughs> well, you know that all white folks usually think all the same anyway. Yeah, they, they can't, can't tell really tell the difference. They can't no, tell I'm not. <laughs> they can't tell well, they can't. <laughs> but that's, well, you know what? To be fair, could you tell the difference between a British, a Welsh, and a Scottish, and an Irish? No, but no. they all claim to be different kind of people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, Clyde, then you're all white to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's obviously how they see us, and that's what, what I mean. You have to, as you get older, you realise these things, and you have to sympathise with people. Because you think, oh, yeah. Like we're all a little bit xenophobic, and we're yeah, all we more are. likely to recognise and differentiate between our own yeah. same colour than other yeah. people. 
mm. and stereotype from what we've heard and what we've experienced or, you know what I mean, what we've come into contact. But you just got to treat each individual person you come into contact with with as much respect as you can. And you'll learn. And if they are scammers, just take a wide breath. You know what I mean? Because there's bad in every culture. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And there's smelly people in every culture. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so, you know what I mean? Can't. All right, guys. Uh, shall we call it there? We can leave the next topic till next week. Yeah, yep. a little bit definitely. A bit longer than normal. So yes. yeah. Anyway, guys, you know, you know, the favorite part of the, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got we got the table. <laughs> that's not that's not the favorite part of my day. <laughs> where the, Putting singing. Where the, where the, where the day wants to start today. Day wants to start today. I want you to tune in from next week to Medea's Dissecting the Bible podcast. Oh no. Tune in from next week. Everybody be inclusive, respectful. Together we are the power to be reckoned with. It's time we broke through that glass ceiling and got what we deserve and what we want. Martin Luther Travesty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, who we want to go? Put oh, it. I'll go next. I'll go next. Uh, listeners, listener, I want you to pick sense out of nonsense. Okay, like really think what's happening with the world right now, and don't always, you know, hold on to anything that people are saying when it comes to the stuff in the pandemic and whatnot. Okay, and Erica, last but not least. Yeah, I would just say people do your best, and whatever version of your best that is. If it's getting up and getting dressed in a day, do your best. If it's doing a course during this pandemic, just do whatever you can. Just enjoy and don't be too hard on yourself. All right. And I always say thank you for listening to our Family Affair podcast. If you like it, please pass it on. We're available everywhere, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. Guys, I'll see you guys next week. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Yes, All the things that we never said, now we can.